Welcome to the Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Udukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. I'm going to be not preaching, but making proclamations, maybe a bit of both. But we're going to do it together. Um, I'm going to read, then I'm going to pull out a prayer point. Then we're going to pray. Amen? I think I have about seven prayer points. Turn with me very quickly to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. I'm going to read very quickly from the Amplified Version. Father, I thank you that your word giveth life. We thank you, O God, that this, O God, will touch, will heal, will deliver, will set free, will set us apart. Do only what you can do. I ask even now that I decrease and you increase. Take all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. 1 Kings, the 17th chapter, the Amplified Version, verses 1. I will read very quickly to the end and then we will pull out from 1 to 16. It says this, Now Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, go from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan River. Verse 4, you shall drink from the brook and I have commanded the ravens to sustain you there. Somebody say there. There with food. So he went and did in accordance with the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he would drink from the brook. It happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise. Somebody say arise. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there, somebody say there, to provide for you. So he set out and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there, somebody say there, gathering sticks for firewood. He called out to her and said, please bring me a little water in a jar so that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in a bowl and a little oil in the jar. See, I am gathering a few sticks so that I may go in and bake it for me and my son that we may eat it as our last meal and die. Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said. Just make me a little bread from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward, you may make one for yourself and for your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted. Nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day the Lord sends rain again on the face of this earth. 
She went and did as Elijah said, and as she and he and her household ate for many days, the bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty in accordance with the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. Let's go back to the first verse. It opens up with Elijah, the Tishbite, declaring that there would be no rain. I began to think to myself, why would God shut up the heavens? And the more I dug, the more I realized it was because in the chapter before, Ahab had began to worship idols. And the Bible says he did worse than all the other kings before him. And God was angry, it says. And because he was angry, that this is 1 Kings 16 verse 32, because he was worshiping Baal, a wooden image, and it caused God to be angry. Now, look at what happens when God is angry when you begin to erect idols. Put up Deuteronomy 11, 11 to 17. I want to read that to you. Deuteronomy 11, 11 to 17. Now, this is God speaking to the children of Israel as he's bringing them into the promised land. He says this, but the land into which you are about to cross, Deuteronomy 11, 11 to 17. There you go. But the land in which you are about to cross to possess a land of hills and valleys drinks water from the rains of heaven. A land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. It shall come about if you listen obediently and pay attention to my commandments which I command you today, which is to what? To love the Lord your God and to serve him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, your choices, your thoughts, your what? Then what will happen? He will give you, he will give you rain for your land in its season, the early fall rain and the late spring rain, so that you may gather into your grains and your new wine and your olive oil. And he will give grass in your fields for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. Listen, beware that your hearts are not deceived and that you do not turn away from the Lord and serve other, somebody say other gods, and worship them or else the Lord's anger will be kindled and burn against you. And what will he do? He will shut up the heavens so that what? There will be no rain and the land will not yield its fruits. And you will perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. Write this down. It is possible to be in the promise of God and experience drought. Oh, that's a heavy one. It is possible... To be in the promise, this is what would happen in the promised land. If you do this and obey me, then the land will yield. But if you are in the promise and you begin to erect idols that take you away from me, I will shut up the heavens. It is possible to be in the promise and experience drought. Look at verse 16. It says, if your hearts are deceived, once you enter into the promise and you turn away from the Lord and begin to serve other gods, the Lord will shut up the heavens. Well, sir, I don't worship other gods. Thankfully, mine is only one true God. But let me say this. Anything that becomes front and center in your life that is the object of your desire that is not God becomes an idol. Uh-oh. It can be a job. It can be a person. It can be a goal. 
It can be a desire. It can even be a call of God. I saw this post online and it was by a pastor, I think, in North Carolina. His name, I believe, is Noah Heron. And he wrote something that I thought was so profound. And I want to read it to you. He says this. The desire to be used by God more than to be with God is an idol. Uh-oh. The desire to be used by God more than to be with God is an idol. If you want to stand up for God in public, you have to sit down with God in private. Somebody say idols. First prayer points. We're about to pray. In my month of glorious encounters, anything that will try to take the place of God this month or has taken the place of God in my life that might have caused me to experience drought in my season, we remove. Open up your mouth and pray. In my month of glorious encounters, as I live in the promise of the word of God, anything that I might have erected as an idol in my life, knowingly or unknowingly, we cast down right now. We extol you as God. We love you with our whole hearts. Nothing is more important. Not your hand, not what you will do, but who you are. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Who is like unto thee, O God? No one comes close. You will never give your glory to anybody. We've asked for forgiveness anywhere in our lives where we have erected idols, where we have put things or people or desires or goals in the place of you. We decree and we declare that you, oh God, are front and center. You, oh God, are only thing is the only thing that matters. We give you our lives. We give you our praise. We ask, oh God, for mercy. Should we be experiencing drought because we have erected idols in the place where you should be? Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, oh God, for being too busy with life for being too busy with work, for being too busy with our pursuits, because in the end, you are all that matters. Anything that has tried to extol itself above God in my life, in your life, we remove in the name of Jesus. We will not experience drought in the land of promise. So shall it be in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Let's go to the next. We're going to do a lot of standing and sitting, but it's okay. Amen. Look at verse 4. God sends Elijah. He says, you shall drink from the brook because I have commanded the ravens to sustain you there with food I wrote this down God always has a there and when I say there I mean God always has a place of provision that he has already provided for you I said this before God will not send you where his grace cannot keep you 
If God has sent you, then he will provide for you. He says that he had commanded the ravens to feed him there. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. It says this. And God is able to make all grace. Somebody say all grace. Every favor. And what? Earthly blessing. Come in what? Come in what? In ab- not just enough. Not less than enough. Abundance means more than enough. In abundance to who? So that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of what? The need. Have complete means nothing missing, nothing lacking. Complete sufficiency in in some things, in everything, being completely self-sufficient in who? In who? And have an abundance for every good work and act of Second Peter 1.3. I want to show you something. Second Peter 1.3 says this. For his divine power has bestowed upon us absolutely what? Everything necessary for a dynamic, spiritual life. Dynamic means what? Characterized by constant change, activity, or progress. You cannot have a spiritual life that is progressing and you don't see the impact in your physical life. It is not possible. He says that you might have a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through, true, and personal. Somebody say personal. Your daddy's God won't work for you in this season. Your mommy's God, my brother, God of, your pastor's God will not work for you in this season. Oh, let me break that table too. God up at, mm, yeah, okay, okay. Wait, Pastor Jimmy has come again. Hey. It's nice when you say, God up, Pastor Jimmy, God. Okay. But the Bible says, you shall know the truth. And the truth that you know, it's not the truth that you know will set who free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scripture says, true and personal knowledge. In this season, we must know God for ourselves. See, we need to get past, you know, we have a lot of lazy Christians. We want things easy. We'd rather somebody pour oil on us and fix our life. Oh, everybody's quiet. It's like, isn't it? Yes. Get up and pray. Mm. Come for prayer. Somebody say true and personal knowledge of Him who called us by His own what? 
Listen. Out of the mouths of babes and suckling, he has ordained. Because I was waiting for you people to respond. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Please appreciate our children. By his own what? Glory. Oh, that's why you didn't respond. Glory and glory and excellence. Put up Philippians 4.19. Look at what it says. And my God. And my God will liberally, he's not stingy with his abundance. <laughs> he, he, he does not have a savings account that he's measuring it from. He says he will liberally supply. What does that mean? Fill until, come on somebody. And my God will liberally supply. Fill until full your Your every need. Your every need according to what? In who? I was telling them in showers yesterday. It says that in Hebrews, it says that God, on the seventh day, he said everything was good and he rested. And from that point, he has not got up to walk again. And he said, let us now labor to enter into that rest that he already did. So I said to them, it's almost like as if if I have taken everything that you'll ever need, what God has done, he's taken everything you'll ever need and put it in a box and addressed your name on it for when you are five, when you are 10 and you need my strength, when you are 20 and you need my direction, when you are 50 and you need my strength to make perfect in your weakness, when you are 70 and you need your, your, your strength to be renewed like that of the ego. He has put everything, when you are looking for money, when you are looking for, everything has already been done. He's addressed your name on it and he's put you there and he says, listen, by faith, access it and receive what is already yours. Stop praying for needs. Everything, everything that you need before you know, because he's in the end, he's, he says, I am, I'm the beginning and the end. So he's at the end of your life already. So as you're expressing your life day by day, he's already in your tomorrow. He's in your next tomorrow. So before you begin to realize that life happens, I say you need, he says, every morning grace is refilled. My God will supply liberally, fill until full. Everything that you need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Second prayer point. In this month of glorious encounters, I shall experience my place of provision. Everywhere that has been, has been assigned a there for me, where God has said my provision lays, I will see it. I will receive it. I will walk in it. This month, in the name of Jesus, Ibrakanda Yerobo Katabasidabaha, Yebrasandi Yerobo Kasaha, everywhere that my day has been assigned, my provision for every need that He will fill until full, that He will liberally pour unto me, I receive 
in the name of Jesus I receive in the name of Jesus I receive in the name of Jesus I shall not worry I shall not know lack I shall not know want everywhere that is a there that he has already ascribed for me that he has earmarked for me I will hear it I will find it I will walk in it in the name of Jesus I believe it I receive it I walk in it I say that it is so in Jesus name you may be seated look at verse 6 it says this it says that the ravens 1st Kings 17 verse 6 and the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he will drink from the brook. And as I was reading this, I thought to myself, let's not rush over the fact that he just said that ravens were bringing him bread and meat. Not a raven. Ravens. You know, for some reason, I don't know why I always read it and I always just thought in my mind when I pictured the story. <laughs> I always thought, I don't know why I pictured it this way, but I always felt like the ravens would bring bread and would just lay down and die. And then he would eat them as meat. I don't know why. Did anybody ever think like that? Was it just me? It was just me, right? Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. It's all right. But then I was like, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Because I thought the ravens themselves were the meats, Right? But their word is like, no, he, they actually brought bread and meat. So I began, to, I was curious about ravens, and I began to do a little research on ravens. You know, ravens, according to National Geographic, are known as highly intelligent and remarkable, adaptable birds that live as scavengers and predators. Somebody say predators. And they can survive at all seasons in surroundings as different as hot deserts and high Arctic Tundra. So in other words, if it's very hot, they are okay. If it's very cold, they are effective hunters that sometimes use cooperative techniques. Teams of ravens have been known to hunt down game too large for a single bird. So I began to think about this. Like, this is interesting. So every morning and night, God had an army of ravens. No, this is not African magic. Like, this actually happened. Can, can you imagine? Every morning. Now, this is how, ah, the audacity of God. God says, ravens, your mission this morning, find bread and meat for Elijah. And they are gone. Check it. So every morning and night, this army of ravens, regardless of the terrain, So if they had to fly to the highest mountain to catch that Arctic goat that is hiding, they will go. If they had to go to the depths of the desert to find that, that little uh, chameleon under the sand, they will go. 
even if they had to go and look for anywhere there was water to find fish worms, because even fishes they catch. No matter where they had to go, that meat they must find. Because God said. Can we not rush over this, this little fact? So, now let's even stop there first. If they caught meat because they are predators, that's not too impressive. But then they also were sent to find calm down. Last I checked, birds don't make bread. So in other words, their second mission, after they have trapped the animal and killed the animal and skinned the animal and collected enough meat that a grown man would eat and be full. Yeah, it was raw. It was, it was like meat sushi. You know, beggars can't be choosers. They say, Lord, thank you. Who knows? Maybe it was Elijah. I could just call down fire. He did it before. Fire from heaven. Suya. Why? Ah. Did it not happen? You people think that Suya, you didn't make Suya. Ask Elijah. So they've got the meat. But then how do you get bread? That means they must identify people. Ah. That have baked bread. Somebody is getting it. They must identify people that have baked bread and have kept it for themselves. And then they will go find them and take the bread every morning and every night. Third prayer point. In the month of glorious encounters, the wealth of the wicked. The bread of the wicked that has been prepared for themselves to eat in celebration of their wickedness. That wealth that has been laid up is being transferred to me. Open up your mouth and pray. Because God has said it. The ravens must find bread and the ravens must find meat wherever they must go, however they must find it. It is not your concern because there is a there and God of heaven have declared it. Bread and meat must come to you in the morning, in the evening, in the name of Jesus, I shall see this month, uh, the wealth of the wicked, uh, the wealth of the wicked, uh, the bread of the wicked uh, that they have baked for themselves, uh, that they now eat on my behalf, uh, in the name of Jesus, be transferred to me, uh, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. We're going somewhere, I'm looking at my time. Look at verse 8. It says this. The word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there, because behold, I have commanded the widow there to provide for you. The word of the Lord came to him, 
telling him where to go. John 10 says this, my sheep hears my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. You must understand that in this season of his life, hearing God's voice was his lifeline. Somebody say lifeline. It was the difference between life and death, between hunger and provision, between direction and destruction, between glory and shame. Fourth prayer point. In this month of glorious encounters, I will hear the voice of God. The voice of a stranger I will not follow. He will lead me. I will trust him. Everywhere he asks me to go, I will go. His voice shall be my lifeline. He shall be the difference between hunger and provision. He shall be the voice of direction. He shall be the glory and the lifter of my head. In this month of glorious encounters, I will hear the voice of the Lord clearly. He will lead me and I will follow. Every day that he has spoken concerning me, in the name of Jesus, I will hear. I will not miss his voice. I will not be led by the voice of a stranger. I shall know his voice. I shall hear his voice. I shall follow his voice. So shall it be in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Verse 10 says this. She was gathering sticks at the city gate. She set out to Zarephath, and when he came to the city gates, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks for firewood, and he called out to her, and he said, bring me a little water to drink. She was gathering sticks at the city gate. And I wrote down, she was in the right place at the right time. If she was not at the city gate, if she had decided to fetch firewood at a different time, she would have missed her salvation. Now, I do not believe that her being there was just mere luck or coincidence because the Bible says in verse 9 that the Lord had commanded a widow to feed him. So that means he must have impressed on her heart. It might have been a nudge. It might have been a voice, a feeling that that was the time to go. And so she got up and she went. And when she was there gathering sticks, that was the time that Elijah arrived. Fifth prayer point. In this month of glorious encounters, I will not miss my divine appointment. I will be in the right place at the right time. Abracanda 
open up your mouth and pray. In this month of glorious encounters, everywhere I am supposed to be, I will not miss my divine appointments. Now the time to favor Zion has come. Now the set time, the appointed time, I will be in the right place at the right time. I will not miss my divine appointment in the name of Jesus. Where I need to be for salvation to come, for miracles to happen, for connections to be made. The Bible says that the king lost sleep and he couldn't sleep because he had to favor Mordecai. But at the time when the books were being opened and they got to find out what Mordecai had done, Mordecai just so happened to be in the court of the king. And as soon as they found out what he did, they said, quickly go get Mordecai. In the month of glorious encounters, I will not miss my divine appointments. I will be in the right place at the right time. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. You may be seated. We have about two more prayer points. I'm looking at the time and then we'll be done. Look at verse 12 and 13 and 14. He asked her to go bake him bread and she said, as, Lord, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread. Only a handful of flour. Somebody say handful. In the bowl and a little oil in the jar. She says, I am gathering a few sticks so that I may go and bake it for me and my son, so that we might eat our last meal and die. And Elijah says, do not fear. Somebody tell somebody, say, do not fear. Look at your neighbor, say, do not fear. Do not be afraid. God has gone before you. Turn to somebody else and say, do not be afraid. Do not fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. Love and a sound mind. Put your hand on your head and say, I have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. I cast out fear. I cast out worry. I cast out anxiety. I cast out depression. I have the mind of Christ. I am endowed with the Spirit full of power, full of love, and a sound mind. So shall it be in Jesus' name. She said, do not fear. Go and do as you have said. Just make me a little bread first. And afterwards, make one for yourself. For this is what the Lord your God says. That the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day the Lord sends rain. I wrote down, she trusted in the word of the Lord. Now I wrote two prayer points, part A and part B. First part is this, I will trust in God completely. In this month of glorious encounters, I will trust in God completely, wholeheartedly where I will experience the inner peace of trusting in God, who is the rock of my salvation. I wrote down, my little flour and oil will be more than enough. 
that in this month of glorious encounter, I will rely solely on him and his word. That is part A. Part B. Every destiny helper. God sent Elijah to her. He put the word of her salvation in his mouth. Part B. Every destiny helper that God has sent to me this month, I will not miss. Open up your mouth and pray. This month, I will trust in you completely. I will trust in you. I will trust in your word. My little flower and oil will be more than enough. A little in my hand is a multitude in God's hand. And he will take my five loaves of bread and two fish. And he will feed a multitude. In the name of Jesus, I will rely on him. The rock of my salvation. The rock that cannot fail. The one that is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I will trust in him completely. I will rely on him. I will experience the peace, the joy, the rock of my salvation provides. I shall cast out all fear because perfect love casts out all fear. So shall it be for me. And in this month, I will not miss my destiny helpers. Everyone God has assigned towards me, for me, in this month of glorious encounters, like a beacon, with the favor, oil of favor on my head. They will locate me. They will find me according to the word of the Lord. They will help me. It says the king could not sleep until he blessed Mordecai. We cease their sleep until they do what God has declared, until they do what God has commanded. And so shall it be for you. So shall it be for me. In this month of glorious encounters, we decree and say that it is so. In Jesus' name. The last prayer point. Verse 16 says this. The bowl of flour was not exhausted. Nor did the jar of oil become empty. In accordance with the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. This is our last prayer point. And this is the anointing part of it. Everybody take your hands. Put it on your head. This is our last prayer point. In the month of glorious encounters, the supernatural shall be my everyday reality. I shall walk in the supernatural. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will crown all my efforts with glory. My natural shall become supernatural. Where elders are looking at the natural to be their source. Isaiah says the sun will no longer be your light. The moon will not set on your behalf. Because the sun shall be your light. 
in this month of glorious encounter, I shall walk in the supernatural. The supernatural shall be my everyday reality. I shall draw from the well of salvation. I shall drink of the spring and the well of living water. I shall flow in the spirit. In the name of Jesus, in him I shall live. In him I shall move. In him I shall have my being. In this month of glorious encounters, the supernatural becomes my natural. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, the oil of supernatural flows all over me. In the name of Jesus, this oil that flowed from the jar that did not cease, the oil of my head, the oil of my life, the oil over my children, the oil over my business shall not cease. The flower of my life, the flower over my children, it shall have more than enough. We decree it, we decree it, we receive it, we say that it is so, we know that it is done. We shall see creative miracles. We shall walk in the realm of the supernatural. We shall live in the realm of the supernatural. A supernatural shall be a reality. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. That everything that you say that you will do, in fact, you have already done. Have you, as you have spoken it concerning us, the supernatural will become a reality. As you have said that the sun shall no longer be a light. Neither shall the moon set on her behalf because now you, O oh God, will become our light. You have said that we shall become the branch of your planting. You have said that we shall become the works of your hands so that people will see the glory of God in our lives. This month, you will indeed be the glory and the lifter of our heads. Where others are saying that there is a casting down. Where others have said there is calamity and destruction. Where others have run away because there was famine in the land. In the name of Jesus, we will always say there is a lifting up. We receive it. We say that it is so. Father, for everyone here represented, we cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. For those who are joining online, we cover them with the blood of Jesus. Father, I ask especially, oh God, creative miracles. Do things in such a way that no man can even dare to claim glory. May our lives be a manifesto of your glory. In this month, everything that has been lost, 
from January, February, March, April, May, whatever the devil, whatever the enemy has stolen, the caca, the locust, the palmer wall, June, July, August, September, October, in this month of November, not only will you pursue, you will overtake. And you will recover all. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.